The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show, and I am live in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, I met some wonderful people today from WellPoint, so I want to give a shout-out to uh, Angela Brawley, who I met yesterday, and Randy Brown, good friends of mine, and uh, also to all of my friends in Pittsburgh. I understand there was a very mild tremor there today, so we're really trying to shake it up. Unfortunately, I was not there, but I know the excitement I've heard about it, so you know it's always an exciting day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But today, as you know, throughout the month, we have been talking to chief information officers throughout the country, people that I believe have made a difference. And today we have with us a CEO who was named the 2011 CIO of the Year by our own Pittsburgh Technology Council. And so you know this is a very prestigious award. I've known him for several years. He's very committed to working with people with disabilities and has tried to keep that going since he moved into this leadership role. Welcome to the show, Ken Spangler. Well, thank you very much, Joyce. It's a, it's a real honor to be on the show. And, yes, I'm in Pittsburgh today, and I did not feel the earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you're, you'll have to check with your other locations there. Maybe, maybe they did. Exactly. That's because it's so exciting at FedEx Ground that you wouldn't know the difference. Exactly. That's right. It feels like yeah. an earthquake every day. Always things moving. Yes. Ken is CIO and Senior Vice President at FedEx Ground in Pittsburgh, very well-known uh, for the work that he has done, extremely nice person uh, that I also consider a friend uh, and a great leader. So it's, it's really uh, an honor to have him with us today. I assure you this man is very busy, so for him to take time to be with us is an honor. And I have to mention one thing for my good friend, Doro Bush, Cook, who was going to call into the show today. She may not be able to, but I promised her I'd talk about her upcoming health care conference, which this is a new endeavor that Doro is working on. It's going to be held in Washington, D.C., Georgetown University, on September 17th. And all of you listening to the show, if you know anyone anywhere in the area, this is a, a health and wellness uh, seminar. It is called Achieving Optimal Health, um, and you can register online by going to the website that she has put out there, which is BBNR Consulting, and they're going to have the former attorney, uh, Surgeon General, excuse me, Dr. Cardamone as a key speaker. So I would really encourage you to attend this once again, Saturday, September 17th, Georgetown University, 
uh, Dora Bush Cook is one of the key people behind it. So uh, if you get a chance, make sure that you attend. So, Ken, you have had quite a career here at FedEx Ground. My first question for you is what made you decide to move in that area? And by the way, Ken, before we go further, I just got a note uh, from our friends that there was an earthquake that rocked Washington, D.C. Oh, so that's where the that's where we felt it in Pittsburgh then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It rocked Washington DC uh just this morning. I mean right now, just a few minutes ago. So isn't that amazing? Well, that's uh, amazing. Here an earthquake rocks Washington DC area. Well that's amazing news. Yes. But anyway, Ken, what made you decide to get into IT? Well, actually, uh, Joyce, uh, it's an uh, interesting question because I actually grew up in an IT household. My uh, my father worked for IBM for over 36 years. So, uh, you know, in my whole uh, life growing up or as a child, I got to kind of see the transformation as IT changed year after year. So I always, you know, from, the, from just the exposure, I found it very exciting. And then when I went to college, and I was going to college in the uh, early to mid-1980s, you know, I really started to get an understanding that at that time I felt at least that getting into a career in IT is the best way to learn all aspects of a business because in IT you work with all areas of business, you get very knowledgeable about other areas of the business. So, you know, quite honestly, I felt that that, that would be the best way. I loved business aspects as well as kind of had the aptitude for the analytics and the math and such. And so I thought, wow, this is a great way to really get into a business. And, and I will say it was it was – Mostly true at that time, but it's gotten increasingly true over the last 25-plus years that, you know, IT is at the heart of everything that happens in the business these days. Yeah, isn't that the truth? And so your whole career was in information technology? Yes, yeah, I've been uh, in varying levels and varying uh, disciplines in information technology, and really my uh, at FedEx Ground, one of my specialties in early part of my career was really the field operations type technology. So got to spend a lot of time in our field operations, see how our, you know, package sortation works, our delivery systems work, and, and really had a, was able to make a pretty good contribution in those areas. And that was, I will just say it was fun. You know, that's one thing I'll say about IT. You're in the heart of the business, and it's a fun, exciting career. You know, Ken, we get a lot of questions prior to a guest being on. And one question that we were asked by many listeners is, um, if you are starting out your career and you go to a company, even if you want to be in IT, um, you know, do you think the person should start in any level, uh, say they want to be a software developer, but the first job open is maybe to be a tester? Do you, do you think people should consider just moving in, um, and then if they do a good job, they can move up in the company? Well, certainly every circumstance is different, but I will say generally the answer to that question is absolutely yes. And, you know, one of the things that is very true about IT is there are many opportunities to move across many disciplines. In fact, you know, we were just talking about, you know, my kind of career and what I've gotten to see in this time frame, and that's the other thing that's changed a lot in IT is the disciplines in the IT field itself has expanded greatly. So that just means there are many more job families and types of jobs today than existed even years ago. So no matter which discipline you're in, if you work hard, you perform, you, you really make a difference, you can definitely get into the other disciplines. So you can start anywhere in IT and, and with the right 
hard work and, and uh, performance, you can move across many different disciplines. Right. So that's why it's good to be flexible when you start your career, because sometimes that ideal whatever is not the way it's going to be at the beginning. But I always say if you do a good job and have a good attitude, people will notice you. And you just hit the uh, one of the key words there, Joyce, and that's right. You know, working hard, as I said earlier, but kind of having that healthy attitude, having that, you know, I, I, I want to do well, I uh, understand the business and work hard, and that's where the opportunities always come. Well, you know, Ken, I'm working on a book, and there are different people like you that I'm going to inter- interview, but I have to stress that no matter who I talk to, that I'd have to say that's the number one thing people mention to me when they're choosing someone to go into a career. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, and from people we hire through the years, and you watch the people that are extremely successful, there are certain traits that always come across, and, and certainly, you know, attitude is one of them. And, and very successful people always have a can-do attitude. They always have a healthy, you know, and, you know, I guess by saying healthy, it's, it's that, you know, you, you have a good perspective. And, you know, not everybody has a perfect day every day, but, but when, you're, uh, when you're working hard with the right attitude, then uh, you will always be successful. That's right. I agree with you 100%. And I hope any young people uh, with disabilities or without listening to the show today, you know, don't think that's trite. It's a reality. Look how high level Ken is. And no matter who I talk to, including senators, CEOs, cannot put a price tag on attitude. I have always said, give me someone with a Ph.D. in computer science Give me someone with a Bachelor of Science in Computer Science, but if the person with the bachelor's degree has a great attitude and the other person's a prima donna, hands down, I'm taking the first person that I mentioned with the great attitude because that can overcome anything. I couldn't agree with you more, Joyce. That is absolutely correct. And, hey, once again, if you are listening to the show today, um, and, and have not been in an earthquake, because now my producer's telling me there was also one in Colorado, so I guess it is moving around. Uh, but if you are listening to the show today, we also have a rocker on our show, and his name's Ken Spangler, and he's the CIO and Senior Vice President of Information Technology at FedEx Ground, CIO of the Year in the year 2011. This is Joyce Bender. America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Ken Spangler. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. 
comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. And my producer just gave me another update. It was a 5.8 earthquake. What about that? That is amazing. Wow, you never know what's going to happen, I'll tell you. And just as Ken said to me at the break, our guest today is Ken Spangler. This will give you an idea of what he's like. The first thing he said to me was, I just hope everyone's safe. And so do I. So, you know, never know what's going to happen. Isn't that amazing? That is absolutely amazing, Joyce. It is. Well, hey, Ken, here you are as CIO at FedEx Ground. I wonder if you'd take a few minutes to tell our listeners about the company and what their mission is. Absolutely, Joyce. Uh, you know, FedEx Ground is uh, one of the four core operating segments of the FedEx Corporation. Obviously, the FedEx Corporation is a you know, well-known, large, worldwide corporation with uh, the four key segments being FedEx Express, that everybody knows is the airline and the overnight delivery business, FedEx Ground, which is a small package ground service, uh, FedEx Freight, which is our less-than-truckload service, also a very large company, and FedEx Office, which uh, formerly known as FedEx Kinko's, people recognize that. So FedEx Ground is a, uh, you know, specializes in ground services in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, clearly, uh, where we specialize is that, that absolutely FedEx-reliable delivery that's, you know, one-to-five-day delivery, and I think few people probably realize that we are by far the fastest ground network in the industry and over 60% of the packages are delivered in two days or less and really a quarter, almost a quarter of all the packages or 23 plus percent are delivered overnight. So very fast, very specialized network. And most importantly, uh, anybody that's new to the company or really gets to see and understand our company, the, one of the first things they always say is how amazed they are at the vast amount of technology that goes into the transportation business, and especially in our segment of the business where it's about moving and sorting packages. And we handle over 5 million packages a day just in the ground segment between FedEx Ground, FedEx Home Delivery, and FedEx Smart Post. Wow. That is unbelievable. Well, I'll give you one little trivia uh, point for you, Joyce. The, to move those millions of packages, our IT systems do over 6 billion transactions a day. Six billion. Six billion. So when you think of every package we have, there's many different 
uh, scan events. There's obviously the things we do for sorting, for people tracking on FedEx.com, for billings. When you think of all the transactions to make those millions of packages move a day, it's over 6 billion transactions. That is just mind-boggling. You know that? Yes. That is mind-boggling. Well, see now, if you're listening to the show, you can see how information technology is the heart of the company and has a direct impact on their ability to be successful. That is absolutely a phenomenal example, Ken. Well, Ken, as I mentioned at the beginning, you were recognized as CIO of the year. How did that feel? What did that mean to you? Well, first of all, it was extremely humbling. I, um, you know, just in this market, when I look around the Pittsburgh market and the great group of CIOs, great group of companies and great group of CIOs, just to be named in that group was obviously very honor, honoring and, and, uh, and I was really humbled by it. But, but quite honestly, Joyce, the, the way I look at this award is, you know, to me, this is just recognition and really validation of the awesome work that our large team does every day. You know, I'm lucky enough to be the, the uh, leader of the team and the name that gets recognized, but truly I look at that award as just a recognition that we have a great team who does great things for our company, but also for our customers. Obviously we have you know, millions of customers, and if we're doing a good job, that directly relates to what we do for our customers and the value we provide as a company. So, so it's, it, I really have to think of that as really a team award. Yeah, well, you know, but you deserve it. You, you really do. And I was very proud and excited when I heard that you were recognized as CIO of the year. And that, that really is a prestigious accomplishment. So being that you are a leader and highly recognized, what advice do you have for young people with disabilities who are considering a career in information technology? Well, you know, I would say this. There's a few pieces here. You know, number one, it's a it's a great career field for anybody. Um, it, as we talked about earlier, it's a diverse career field and diverse in many ways. Diverse in the types of jobs you can get into. Diverse in the skill sets required. And most importantly, diverse in all the different people. You know, it's truly a field that is, you know, just like any type of diversity, you can't be the best unless you're inclusive of everyone. And so, you know, the IT field as a, as a whole is just a great place for anybody, and especially people with disabilities. Now, let me say this, you know, in my years in, this, in the business, I would say that, you know, it's a, it's a, this is a saying, but it's something that I've learned to be so true, especially in IT, that the difference between the really successful people and the not as successful people is the really successful people are willing to do the hard things and everybody's willing to do the easy things. And that's another key point because often, you know, people with disabilities are, are driven to move ahead and that drive translates directly into success. That could be IT success or business success. So I just think it's a, it's kind of a, a field of opportunity, number one. And number two, it's a very inclusive, broad, diverse field, and that that's also makes it a, a good field to go into. Well, you know what? That is really a great saying, Ken, because that is so true, isn't it? The yeah, absolutely. The people it was funny that you hire that are sort of, okay, whatever it takes, yeah, I'll do that, even though it's hard stuff. They are really the people that become successful. Yes, it's, it, interestingly enough, it's a saying I use with my uh, children now. I have three children, 16, 14, and 12. 
And I use that saying. I, I say that's the way to differentiate yourself. Be willing to do the hard things, and that does directly translate into success. Well, I'll be adding that to my training and to my <laughs> book when I talk to you. That, <laughs> that, that is so true, and that is a great saying. That really is. And I hope if you're listening to this show, believe me, all of these things are going to be very helpful to you in your career. And just as Ken said, what difference does it is it if you have a disability? I mean, this is a field that has leveled the playing field with assistive technology. Um, I mean, it really is great for people with disabilities. I do have a question for you, though, Ken, because we get questions, Facebook, Twitter, uh, email. And the question for you is, uh, Mr. Spangler, what about the fact that many of us are afraid to go into IT because of all the offshore work that happens? Well, I would say uh, probably two things there, Joyce. Number one, um, there is more demand than there is supply in IT. So it's a worldwide economy today, and and naturally, because of that, there will be jobs that go offshore and jobs that are outsourced. But the truth is, especially in the U.S., we really are projected not to be able to meet the demands for the IT field. In fact, it's a personal passion of mine as it relates to the maths and the sciences and the education systems through high school and into colleges that we really need to produce more people in the technical fields, whether it be computer science, engineering, information science. All those fields have tremendous demand. And so, you know, that number one, that, that's really there's a shortfall. And number two is, as we mentioned earlier again, the, uh, the, the field is an exciting field. So I would say, you know, don't run from it because there's tremendous opportunity, number one. And, uh, and number two, you get to be part of the business, and it's just an exciting field to be in. Yeah. You know, it's funny you would say that because one of my big customers is the National Security Agency, and they are doing everything they can to try to encourage people to go into information technology and computer engineering, they are in a situation that because of security, there are certain requirements as a United States citizen that you have to adhere to to even get hired by the NSA. But, you know, I don't care what company I talk to, they all tell me that in the STEM area there's a problem, they're concerned where they're going to find people. Um, and, And once again, you know, if... If we can even get to the elementary school level, we've really got to encourage people. This is why I tell all people with disabilities, go into one of these areas. You know, we have a new contract with uh, Fish and Wildlife Federal Agency, and they're having us find biologists with disabilities. And, you know, there's such a demand for people in that technical or engineering world, people that come up through chemistry, biology, et cetera. So I, I couldn't agree more. I just believe that there will be an opportunity for you if you do go into this area. Um, and if they should choose, Ken, to have a career in information technology, what do you feel are some of the key attributes that that person will need to be successful in IT? Well, you know, clearly, Joyce, let me say that the, the first thing I always um, believed and often uh, say when I speak to groups is that, Good IT people are also good business people. So, you know, maybe at the 60,000-foot view, one of the first things to say is 
to be to be great at IT, you need the under need to understand the business you work in or the business you support or whatever it is that you're whether it's writing software or anything. You need to understand the business. You know, also there's clearly um, other things like you know strong analytical skills, um, a willingness to always learn. You know, that's the one thing that in 20 some years in IT, it constantly changes and it always changes for the better. But yeah, and this this probably goes directly back to our attitude discussion earlier. But if you have that attitude, that can-do attitude, and you're willing to continue to learn, continue to be inquisitive in nature, those kind of things, those are the traits that always make people successful in IT. Yeah, I agree because it it is an area where it, it really isn't enough to just have the technical knowledge. You really do have to understand the business. To be successful, you really do. So I think that's, you know, I think that's really good advice. Now, there are many young people with disabilities listening to this show today, and as you know, Ken, um, when you hire someone, a lot of these people are entry level, totally entry level. When they are entry level and they don't have like four years of experience, and you could say, how have you interfaced with the business community, et cetera? What what would you be looking for? Well, certainly there's you know there's always a certain amount of you know uh, uh, credentials or academic success. So it's you know certainly my first advice would be whatever stage of life you're in or wherever you're working or whatever you're doing, always strive to do your best. If you're a student and you're going to be looking for an entry level job, doing well in school, participating, you know. Even have, even showing the projects you did, all those kind of things matter in the hiring process. So, so that's the first thing I would say is you know always be prepared, be prepared up front. Now, when you get in, you know clearly, you know that academic success and some of that is just one aspect. I mean, we look for many other aspects, and some of the others are again it goes back to somebody who's very engaging, somebody who's you know that inquisitive type person that is always looking for. What's a better way to do things? And, and I've had interviews where I've just sat down and somebody just starts talking and they tell you about, you know, process improvements they make in their own personal technologies or, or this or that. And you can just see that this is the type of person that is, you know, clearly going to be successful because they strive for continuous improvement. So, I, you know, I think the best way to answer your question is to say, you know, you've got to always be prepared coming in, whether it's academically or wherever. And secondly, it's it's really that interaction and, and showing how you can be successful. And I am assuming that things such as appearance on an interview, uh, being on time, I mean, I can't imagine what would happen if they're late, but I assume they wouldn't get hired. Yeah, that to me, that's just the basics. That's the, you know, hiring 101 or candidate 101. You know, certainly put on the best appearance you have, be on time or be early, you know those basics. You know it's like the it's like people that come to work every day. You know, you see it so often that the people that are always punctual, always on time. It's not just their personal traits that carries over into their success in business. You know, they're the people that lead things to be more efficient. Their projects are on time, etc. So, you know, I would say that all that stuff is you know not to be understated. It's just critically important, and uh, that's a good example that you brought up there. You're right, because I tell people, hey, this is how it is. You can go on the interview, but I don't care what your background is. If you go in and you're late or, you know, you're not acting appropriate, guess what? You're not going to get the job. 
I mean, that that is, you know, what are they going to think? They're going to think, why would I want to hire this person if they can't be on if they can't be on time for an interview? They won't be dependable at work. Is that correct, Ken? That is absolutely correct. You know, and one other aspect to kind of build on some of the other basics is, you know, while IT often has some parts of the profession that can be, you know, done in isolation. So a lot of people think I'm writing software. I do that by myself. It's not really true because, you know, one of the biggest aspects of IT is its integration of technology and being able to work in a team is another characteristic that is that comes out in an interview. You know, how much do you like to work with others? How much do you like to collaborate? All those things. And those are indicators of success. They truly are. Well, with that, we're going to get a break for a minute. If you just joined us, we are talking to Ken Spangler, Senior Vice President, Information Technology and Chief Information Officer at FedEx Ground with great advice for everyone thinking of a career in IT. We'll be right back with Ken. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice at DisabilityMatters.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Ken. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. 
Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. We are talking to Ken Spangler, Senior Vice President of IT and Chief Information Officer at FedEx Ground, named this year as CIO of the Year by the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And, you know, Ken, I have had a real... Oh, it's it's really frustrating, but many high school and college students with disabilities, especially high school, um, really are terribly bullied, made fun of, had a hard time, like with cyberspace and everything else that goes on. Then sometimes when they get to college, you know, even trying to get a job in college in the summer or wherever, you know, they face a lot of obstacles. Not everyone is open-minded as you are. And I just wonder, do you have any advice for them? Well, you know, that the best advice I can have is, and it's very important, is to be persistent and don't be deterred. Um, you know, I think, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the if you're doing the hard things and you're working through the hard things, you will find a way to be successful. So, you know, I think that persistence, the right attitude, all the things we've talked about earlier directly apply to this question. And the key thing is, you know, if you have the if you have the analytics and the education or the background and desire to do good in this field, eventually opportunities will come. But I think that's true more broadly in life. You know, sometimes you have to fight through the really challenging things like you just mentioned, Joyce. But you just if you're diligent and you don't get deterred, success will come. I'm just a I'm an optimist, but I and, and you know deep in my heart I believe that always happens. And uh, you know I can remember even in the IT field, you know, as a young person in the field and you barely know anything and you're trying to learn. I can remember having some very large, complex projects where you know I would really start to get down on myself and think, oh my God, am I ever going to get this done right? And and really when you stick stick it out and you always stay positive, good things happen. Yeah. You know, I always tell people, don't give up because success is often right around the corner. Absolutely. You know, and there's so many examples of that with, you know, whether it be famous people or historic inventions or anything like that, but it's about it's about being diligent and just not being deterred. Right. And, you know, um, while we're on the air here, I want to acknowledge something else about FedEx Ground, which, of course, I always attribute to leadership from the top. But so that everyone knows, this company has been involved in National Disability Mentoring Day for many, many years. And they are so gracious that they allow us to meet there with our committee. We meet at FedEx Ground as we plan our event for the year. Um, And FedEx Ground has even made a videotape for me, which we distribute to all the high schools at no charge. So what this means is on Disability Mentoring Day, which is the third Wednesday of every October, we have high school students with disabilities go on site to FedEx, and FedEx participates in every event that we have. So, Ken, I just wanted to thank you for that also. Well, you're certainly welcome. You know, I would just add that that's uh, one of the things I'm most proud of working for FedEx. That's one of the cultural aspects of FedEx about giving back in every way it can to the communities we're in. And uh, there are many examples. That's one great one, and there are many other examples where we work with, uh, you know, whether it be people with disabilities or other unfortunate circumstances. And, you know, when you get up and you work hard every day and you, you look and say, was it a good day or a bad day, that's one of the things when you look at the culture of the company, having that, it makes you feel good. Well, 
It does, and, and FedEx Ground really does do that. And I'm sure if they do it for me, they do it in many areas. Yeah, clearly. I mean, even locally, I mean, we're involved in the Woodlands, which is, you know, children and young adults with disabilities and other chronic illnesses. We recently were just, we had, in fact, IT was a big part of being the volunteers for the National Veterans Wheelchair Games that were just recently held in Pittsburgh. Uh, clearly, we uh, are large donors to the uh, to the Special Olympics. So, you know, many areas like that, it's just a few off the top but there's there's many other examples, and and that's just part of giving back to the community. Yeah, and I think that is so wonderful. And anyone listening to the show, disability or not, this is another reason that this is a great company to think of when you are making a career move. And all you have to do is go to the website, uh, which is what? What's your website, Ken? FedEx.com. FedEx.com, and you will see all of the open positions that they have, which you can apply for. I always say it's good to work for a company that really cares and does make a difference in this in the United States. Um, and, Ken, I wanted to ask you now, you have obviously had a very, very successful career. Um, who would you say was the biggest impact on your career? Well, that's a that's a great question, Joyce. I you know I would say uh, I'm gonna have to answer it as two tiers. You know, the first tier is before I really got into the business world, it was clearly my father. Um, not just because he was in IT or because he was in business, but you know I was always very interested in sitting at the dinner table and talking about business with him. And he taught me a lot about business and a lot about leading people because he was in management at IBM. And as I got into my career, I would just say I was very fortunate that I've been around some just tremendous people. And really, I'd say there was two CIOs and two CEOs that I've worked for in my career that really made a difference and taught me a lot. And uh, my former longtime boss, Mike Kimmel, was just a fantastic people person, and uh, he had a lot of influence on me. And you know, our, uh, our, currently I work with Rob Carter, who's just a legend in the IT industry, and that that has made a big impact on me. And later in my career, and our CEO is Dave Rebholtz, and he's just a awesome person or he's a brilliant man but he cares about people and that when you care about people in any you know any way shape or form that translates to the whole organization and and dave is just a tremendous leader and that caring about people really matters well you know what and and i i've got to tell you something if you don't have that one aspect i don't believe you're going to be successful i really do not i think that is key to your success so, Ken, your role model then, I guess, would be your father, if you had to just say who your role yeah, model was. Absolutely, yes. He uh, he taught me a lot about those things. And that, that saying about, you know, the difference between successful people and not so successful people is those who are willing to do the hard things, I first heard that from my father many years ago, and I've watched it in my career, and it was one of the truest things I've ever been told. Wow. See? See how a parent can make such a difference? And in this case, it was really a good difference. You know, so that's great. That's a wonderful thing for you. Um, and, Ken, we wanted to know from you, in IT today, how has it changed, in your opinion, from when it was 20 years ago? It, it used to be so uh, centralized, I mean, sort of hierarchical, at least when I first started. You know, there was that head of IT and a, and a center or a huge group that reported to the person because of the mainframe. But that has really changed, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, just the technology alone is so much more distributed and broad. And certainly, you know, I would say on, on the good side of it, 
it has opened up so many different positions and disciplines within the field of information technology that the opportunities are expanding greatly almost every day. The challenging side of that is integration of multiple types of technologies is one of the is one of the real challenges in IT today. But but it's a great problem to have. You know, IT is the center of every company. Um, you know, I mean, every uh, every discipline in a company is important. Whether you're in finance, HR, operations, engineering, they're all incredibly important. But IT gets to work with all of them and gets to help be part of their successes. And that is one of the things that continues to expand each and every year. Okay, I think we have a caller on the line. Um, the producer mentioned to me, is the caller there? Hi, Joyce. Hi, Ken. Yes, this is Phil Gatone calling. Hey, Phil, how are you? I'm doing great. Very just... nice to hear your voice, Phil. Oh, thanks. I, I just uh, I listen to your show all the time, Joyce, and I just wanted to thank your your guest, Ken, for his work and, uh, and his service to... Uh, to people with disabilities and, and the work they're doing for you. And I just wanted to tell you that my son, who has an IT uh, career, has epilepsy, and he uh, had a real rough time when he was younger. But I just wanted to tell Ken and encourage him that uh, when he was younger, my son, Philip, uh, had an interest in computers, and we just let him experiment with whatever he wanted to do with the different computers. He ended up starting to build his own uh, you know, take some pieces from different computers and try to build some things. And he ended up uh, having two brain surgeries for his seizures. And as Joyce knows, epilepsy is uh, is a condition of recurring seizures and can really impact a person's life uh, tremendously. But he ended up, um, you know, pers- uh, being persistent, just as you said, Ken, just you know, he just really persisted, and he was determined, and he wasn't going to be deterred, and he ended up graduating uh, from high school, and he went to college and graduated with a degree in computer engineering, and now he works for a defense contractor as a, as a computer engineer out in the D.C. area. And I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing as a, as the CIO of FedEx Ground, and, and thank you for your service. Well, Phil, that is a, just a great story, and I thank you for sharing that story. And uh you know that's a and, and even getting the degree in computer engineering, which I think is one of the great degrees today, that was an accomplishment. And to go on to have a you know a career, a great career in IT now, that's super to hear. So thank you for the story. Sure, thank you. And may I say before he goes, uh, Ken, Phil is the executive director in Chicago for the Epilepsy uh, Foundation, and so he's calling from Chicago. And by the way, Ken, did you feel the earthquake? I did not feel it. <laughs> Can't, I mean, I can't. I'm sorry, Phil. Oh, you know, you know, I did not feel it, but my son uh, texted me from uh, from his office and said the whole building was shaking because he he works in that uh, pretty close to where it was <laughs> taking place. You mean in Washington D.C.? Right, right. Is Phil? Isn't that amazing? Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what I wanted to say, Ken, is um, it really is a great testament to you that Phil would call in because he truly is a leader in the United States who I think very highly of. Um, so, Phil, I appreciate you taking time to call in. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks to both of you for your good work. All Thank right. You. Thanks, Phil. All right, Thank take you, care. Phil. Bye-bye. Now, there's another example of how disability did not prevent someone from going into tech- the technology field.
Well, yeah, that was a great story. And the other thing that I took out of that, which was great to hear, is, you know, with challenges in life come other opportunities. And when you just said what Phil has done with the Epilepsy Foundation, and that is just fantastic. That's a, you know, presented with a challenge in life, and even not just his son, but himself, he has really made a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another example of what you said about being willing to do the hard stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay, now I ask everyone, Ken, these last uh, two questions, and uh, I have for the past eight years, and I know the next one is hard because everyone tells me that, but I wanted to ask you, you know, and here you are, you were named CIO of the Year, you obviously are very accomplished in your life and career, but what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Well, it's actually uh, it's an easy um, it's an easy answer because no matter what I've done professionally, my greatest accomplishment is my family. My wife and I have three wonderful kids, and I'm so proud of them. and uh, And I'm enjoying watching them grow every day and learning in life. And I'm really excited to see what they become in their life. It's just exciting. But pro- professionally, you know, I know there's a lot of in that question. There's a lot of well, what professionally do you feel is a, a great accomplishment? And and I would say. Quite simply, it's it's being able to be successful in IT and you know obviously achieve a CIO position while being while remaining in my hometown of Pittsburgh that I'm very passionate about, and that's why I like to work in the community and you know help kind of contribute to the IT community, contribute more importantly to the schools in any way because we need more students in math and sciences and keep growing it and and I'm you know I travel a lot for business and I spend a lot of time in other great places like Memphis but but I am obviously a you know born and, and bred Pittsburgher and uh very passionate about uh you know continuing to give back to the region and I just still think it's one of the best kept secrets in the country. Well, I agree with you 100%. As a matter of fact, when I saw one of my friends today here in Indianapolis Randy Brown, who is a great leader in America, uh, very successful in his career at WellPoint. And I walked into his office and I said, I can't come in here. Not until you remove that Cleveland Browns helmet that you have sitting there. <laughs> That's great. Because I will tell you, when you are a Pittsburgher, it's all about the community, it's all about family, and it's all about sports. Absolutely. In fact, Joyce, I'm taking this call from my office in Pittsburgh, and I have to tell you that I have uh, pictures of each of the sports stadiums in my office here and, and obviously some Steelers things that you have to have. Even when you're doing business, it's part of the culture, and it always creates conversation every time somebody comes to my office. Is that right? Well, yes. I have to tell you that in my office, I have two large Prince paintings of, the, of uh, action shots from the uh, World Series in 1960 with Mazeroski and the Steve Blass, uh, Manny Sanguian shot from 71. So, see, that just shows you folks, when you're in Pittsburgh, you know sports. In Absolutely. addition to family, community, um, and Pittsburghers really are all about giving back. They really are. Um, and, and I, too, believe we have a great city and a, just a wonderful, wonderful place to live. Well, Ken... If you had to leave one message with our listeners today, what what would that be? Well, I, I would say, you know, a few quick thoughts and one big message. One is, you know, that be persistent, be diligent, work hard. You will always be successful if you do that. And, uh, and, and then, you know, add to that that second part that says, you know, IT is a, a, a really a field of opportunity, and, uh, and that will not – 
decrease. There'll be more and more opportunity and, you know, outsourcing and offshoring, that's just part of it because there's so much demand, but it is still a, a land of, or a field of great opportunity. It is. It is a field of great opportunity, and I would encourage every one of you to take advantage of that. First of all, Ken, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Um, You know, I'm going to tell you what my producer said about you. He said, what a great person. He lists his family as his greatest accomplishment. So, folks, that says something about Ken, and he is a great guy. And, Ken, I want to thank you for taking time to be with us today. You know, I know how busy that you are, uh, but that you took time to be with on us on the show really means a lot to me. Well, Joyce, thank you very much. And, and it, honestly, it was a tremendous honor to be on your show because I'm in awe of the things that you do and the way you give back all the time. And, you know, I keep track of any press releases I see. And, you know, when I had seen earlier in the year about you being the chair for the board of the American Association of People with Disabilities, what an honor. But that's just another way you're giving back. So I'm honored to be on your show. Well, thank you so much, Ken. Um, And, Ken, I wish you a great day. And you too, Joyce. Thank you. Thank you very much. Before we leave the show today, I did want to take just a couple minutes to acknowledge the loss of a great disability pioneer, Fred Fay, who who passed away August 20th. And I know that any of you listening to the show in the disability community know that Fred Fay was a great, great leader in the disability rights community. He was very passionate. He was prolific. Uh, he was a great speaker and was instrumental in helping with the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act. So, you know, first of all, it's a tragic loss for all of us, but I do want to let his family know, the Fay family, that not only are thoughts and prayers with you, but that we know the spirit of Fred Fay will continue on. You know, there are wonderful people like my close friend Yoshiko Dart, uh, who is the widow of, of course, Justin Dart, who always reminds me of keeping a person's spirit going. And I know that the Fred Fay spirit will continue on. Um, he, he just was a tremendous person. Um, and I just want to mention just a couple things about him. Most importantly, I want to start with a quote where he, where he said, You always have the freedom inside your head to decide who you're going to be and how you're going to react to the funny, strange, pitying, whatever attitudes a lot of people have, and we can make a difference. And, you know, this is the thing about Fred Fay. He was determined to make a difference, and that's why... I wanted to end this show with a quote from him. And once again, to acknowledge we've lost a great man, but I believe his spirit will continue on. And once again, I extend my sympathy to the Faye family. Well, I want to thank all of you for joining us today on our show. Um, And I look forward to talking to all of you again next week. This is Joyce Bender. America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.